You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. During my season, Val came up to me and I remember you were just like, hey, you're doing really well. If you ever wanted to keep going outside of here, like you really can. And then I was probably cut that week. But... Um, <laughs> The bows are get back. And we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good, though. <laughs> like, this is so good. Like, I want to do this all the time now. And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast. All right, everyone. So today we are opening up with a beautiful white blend from the Sonoma Hills called Panglass. And you know what? I wanted to open up with Panglass. Not only do they have my favorite Pinot Noir, but they have such swag and such like a cool hipster vibe. So I feel like that was very appropriate for our next guest. I definitely agree. And, you know, I'm really excited to meet him because I feel like he's been around your circle for so long and we have never met. No. So we all have something very special for you today to our listeners. He's an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a rapper. A poet. He's he's a poet. We didn't even know it. Actually, I did, but Brie didn't. (laughs) And he's an incredible ballroom dancer. And of course, everyone knows him from Dancing with the Stars, but he's so much more than that. And I'm really excited to just get into his mind and his heart and just hear and see it all. Val, what's up? I don't think I've ever met Brianna. You oh, haven't. no, you haven't. When I went to Dancing with the Stars for her season, I think, how many shows did I go to? Two? Um, I think two or three, but I had just had a baby. <laughs> oh, so okay. I was kind of like in and out because of breastfeeding and being on her schedule. So um, it was a little wild for me. And then this is the best. Nicole's like, get Birdie dressed up for Halloween night. We want you guys to sit out in the audience. So I dress. No, her I up said, myself. I want to you to sit out in the audience. I get there and they're like, babies aren't allowed in that. I didn't the know. Audience. I just assumed I was like, yeah, it's family show. Let's have the babies in there. So I was in the trailer all night. Get them boats. We have to start from the beginning with Val. Because every like <laughs> I, I can't wait to just dig into a lot of things. But from the beginning that you were born in the Ukraine. 
Mm-hmm. And you moved, was it to New York or New Jersey when you were eight? To Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Okay, that's oh, why. Because you represent, Brooklyn. yeah, New York big time. Okay, so I thought it was that. Well, because every borough, you know, every borough is is has its own personality. Like, you oh, know, my I, God. I, oh, yeah. I'd probably say to that same question, I'd probably say, yeah, New York City, if I was from Staten Island. I wouldn't kind of, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't really be boasting about that, but Brooklyn needs its own introduction. Oh, that's a dumb thing. I mean, J-Lo, I right? On the eight? If J-Lo was well, like J-Lo from, from Staten, we'd be yeah, like... Yeah, I was like, girl, she's from the Bronx. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, Brooklyn. It's okay, Bronx. it's okay. <laughs> Whole other thing, dang. Yeah, see, I feel like if I was from New York, I'd be from Harlem for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh, why? I, I just feel okay. like, yeah, and you see a lot of like Italian, like, you know, I'm Italian. Like I have some Italian, like the Chic Reyes is there. I feel like I don't yeah, know you, Reyes. Yeah, you guys would be from Bensonhurst. Bensonhurst. Okay. okay. Like yeah. that. That's my, yeah. my jam, Bensonhurst. It's so funny, you know. So yeah, like I moved to New York and the thing about Brooklyn is like black, white, Asian, Arab, Russian. We all sound Italian. You know, <laughs> you it's do. like it's just it's just one big Brooklyn dialect, you know. Forget about it. I love it. But let's go back to it. So I, Nicole was telling me that you didn't start dancing in Ukraine. You actually started dancing from what we read States. It was when you were eight, correct? I saw. So I have an older brother, Max. Oh um, yeah. Notorious. (laughs) So he started dancing before me and, um, you know, I kind of tagged along and and when we moved to America, you know, our kids, you know, our parents, they, uh, they try to occupy our time so we didn't get into trouble. So, the, you know, they gravitated to the things that we did back in the old country, you know? So at the time I, I played violin. So they found me a violin teacher somewhere, some, uh, another Russian immigrant in the project somewhere teaching out of her apartment. And they found a dance studio for my brother. And in Ukraine, I kind of took a class of like the chicken, <laughs> chicken dance. dance, Macarena. <laughs> like, yeah, but it was weird. Yeah, I mean, but kids do things much younger now. Like you have three-year-olds committed to a full-time schedule of like football, you know, because the parents want that. And that's cool. But as occupied as we were, there was no there was no ambition to become professional born dancers or pursue a life of dance. Like that's not the point. The point was to get your kids into as many things as possible, uh, athletics, school. You know, my brother played tennis, he swam, hence his big frame. I uh, played the violin, hence my small shoulders. Uh, (laughs) But dance was cool for us uh, socially. You know, my parents never danced. They never played the the violin. My dad's a merchant marine. My mom has an education in engineering. Like the arts were not part of their upbringing. The arts were part of the city that I'm from, Odessa, Ukraine. It's not just Ukraine. It's not just Russia. It's, you know, it's a city on the Black Sea uh, that has a lot of culture and a lot of art. You know, it's, it's kind of the New Orleans of the Soviet Union. And so there's a lot of jazz, a lot of music, a lot of comedy. We're known for our like, sense of humor uh, and ridiculousness. So when you talk about a people or a region, it's really important to know that even, even in the United States, you know, you talk about being a guy from Brooklyn or, or being a West Coast dude, it's two different cultures uh, and that goes for every little pocket of America. So that's kind of like where we're from. So when we moved to New York, it was overwhelming, but we already had the bravado. We, we were ready to, to get right into it. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, what I find incredible is that here your parents put you in things that were foreign to them, the arts, and you and Max go into dance. And did they see a natural ability to dance or was it something you really had to learn and teach yourself? Not at Max, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> well, I could see that. My brother was big, you know, he, he should have continued to play tennis, uh, arguably. Uh, it's, it's something that he only recently forgave my parents for. Uh, but he, you know, a big dude like that, it's hard. It's, it's harder. He was a little bit more shy. Uh, he, you know, it's just different triggers, different upbringing. Like my parents were young. They had him when they were 19. So I'm sure it was hard. You know, it's trial and error. They didn't have money. They didn't have support. My, my father's father passed away when he was 23. So he was the man of a wife, a kid, a mom. I'm sure there's some things, you know, but, you know, my brother grew up a little bit more conserved, you know, reserved rather. Um, and I was just smiling all the time. This Aww. energy has been there since I was like five. I love that. Probably. That was the full Aries. I, I read. So when I saw your birthday and I was like, I'm going to read about an Aries. And I was like, passionate, energetic, faithful, honest, like the list. Handsome. Was on. And I'm like, yeah, Humble. handsome. Yeah. And I was like, all these things. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So it's like all Thank these you. things I see you, whether you're bringing into the dance floor, into your relationships, like you are Thank full you. on Aries. That's amazing. So when you guys started dancing, especially you, Val, did you immediately get a passion for dancing or was something that you knew like, wow, I'm actually good at this. I should probably continue on with this. It was that, you know, I mean, we're not going to deny the fact that I was an ambitious, macho, young little kid, you know, running around. I I wasn't big in size. My brother was big with a mustache at like 13. I was, (laughs) I hit my growth spurt like five years ago. So I was a little kid, but I got into a very prestigious music school in first of all, I got kicked out of kindergarten for fighting and for just being, being crazy, you know, and, and in kids, you know, fostering that energy and putting it into an activity is really important because they put me into dance and I did not dance very well. I just, like I said, I, I had the smile and I had the enthusiasm and it went a long way. And from the first moment that I kind of put myself out there, Somebody was like, hey, man, you're, you're really talented. And it's like those little moments of validation, even for a five-year-old, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, you know, it, facility, it kind of perpetuated itself. But those little moments make all the difference because immediately I'm like, wait a second, I'm getting attention. It probably fed my little adolescent ego too, you know? And I was like, this is a vehicle for me to, to assert myself. You know, I, never mind that it's dance. Never mind what people think about that. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the moment. And uh, that kind of like just kept it moving. And I enjoy being good at it. I won a world championship when I was 15 years old. And it oh, was we a know. That's the Latin world dance champion, right? Yeah. That's hard. It's very hard. And I became the first American to ever do that. Oh, because wow. again, in this country, the youth is not really dancing. So when you go to a world title, you know, championship, it's mostly Russian kids, European kids, uh, Italy, England, France, they're killing it. From America, it was like the Jamaican bobsled team, you know, to have an American (laughs) in the junior category. So it was a huge dream come true. It was a huge immigrant dream come true because I I got to serve this country that welcomed us in and gave us a home. 
You know, I got to raise the flag, stand there, hear the national, you know, Star, Star Spangled Banner in a place that never heard it before, amongst people that never heard it before. I mean, I'm saying as in the dance community, they, they know the yeah. Star Spangled Banner, but there was never a reason to play because we never won anything, yeah. you know? And so that was a huge moment. Uh, it happened 2001 in October, October 29th in Italy. It's so crazy how we're talking about that. I know. Um, but, you know, that's a month after 9-11. And wow. so that was just a huge moment. And I think that's where I was like, I probably can pursue this, you know, long term because this is so fulfilling for me. It fulfills me as a human. It fulfills me as an artist. And it's also given me a ch- and an athlete. I didn't pursue dance because of the artistry. I pursued violin because of the artistry. I pursued dance because of the athleticism, because of the competition of it. I'm a competitive ballroom dancer. I'm not a convention kid. I'm not a tap jazz ballet. I didn't see Fred Astaire or Michael Jackson. So I want to do that. I saw Michael Jordan and wanted to be the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw my father and wanted to work hard and earn and accomplish. Like, it wasn't dance that motivated me. It was all those other things that dance was just a vehicle for me to, to get to. Wow. Well, I wish I didn't shave my legs because that just gave me full body chills. <laughs> That's, I love <laughs> I that. I mean, it's just so like, you're so inspirational. I've always felt that from you because you always, you know, would quote people like Michael and Kobe that I've seen from your social and you, how, how your pep talks are, are very much like, like you aren't a professional athlete. And so when you realize like, okay, this is something that I want to do and I know I can, did Dancing with the Stars become the dream? Was Dancing with the Stars around then? No. Oh, no. really? Yeah. Because um, that's why you feel the pride that you feel, you know, when, when you see me walk around, when you see me in that space, uh, when you see me give the pep talks, why randomly I get emotional because we pursued this at a time when it wasn't cool. Uh, and it, it was a lot of bullying, but I don't, I don't reference bullying because to me, that's just, it's life, unfortunately, you know, right. and limiting that is just not realistic. Totally. I think you just have to surround yourself with, with, with positive influence that can silence the voices that are going to be there inevitably. You can't silence the voices. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. It's more like, let me just listen to this instead. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we did it at a time where peers of, my parents were, you know, looking at them like they're crazy, spending every dollar on a dance costume for your boys. Look at your boys. Yeah. You know, why aren't they, what are you talking about? So we, we pursued it at a time where it wasn't cool and there was no financial, like, future. It was, it was, it was a future of pride. Love. Yeah, you did it for Damn. the love. You did it for the pride. Like I said, I, I attached patriotism to <laughs> somehow because that's the way I think. Uh, you know, you don't have to. There's, there's people who do things for different reasons, you know, and, and, and in dance, there's a lot of vanity. And that's why I'm not trying to shy away from that either. It definitely fulfilled my ego in so many ways. Could have exploded it. Uh, thankfully, I had people that humbled me all the time. <laughs> um, but it really wasn't about that. It's, it's about what it means to me. And to me, it's, it's really the American dream. It's my way to give back to my parents. It's my way to give back to this country, like I said. Uh, and also build the future. But uh, yeah, my mom, you know, is now sitting at hair salons a couple of years back, both Max and I are on the show and it's like Monday and you know, the show, I'm, I'm your grandma's favorite. I'm your mother's yeah. favorite. <laughs> and so she's sitting there and, the, and these women are like, man, you must be so lucky. Look at your kids, you know? And she just remembers, <laughs> she's like, look, 
she just thought to herself, you know, all the times where she, first of all, she was my private chauffeur for years, mm-hmm. from dance to violin to school to dance. I, I used to, you know, eat sandwiches she would make me in the car. I would do homework in the car. She gave up her life for me to pursue a passion that she had no, there was no guarantees. And she never lectured me about what's your plan B, you know, one day, why don't you get a, you know, it's like, there was no, no conversation like that. It's like, yo, you're really talented in this. And I'm going to give up my life for you to see that through. Uh, you know, that's a huge, it's crazy because it's, it, you know, it, it plays a huge amount of accountability at a very young age. You know, yeah. so now at 14, 13, 15, um, you know, there's a reason for me not to get fucked up after school. There's a reason for me not to do things that I probably would have done otherwise and wanted to do. Still figured out how to do, but, uh, right. you know, in moderation because I had something to lose. And I, and I also had someone to lose it on, on, on their behalf, so to speak, you know. So it's, it's a double-edged sword because it did put a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a competition uh, I that I knew they spent all this money on for me to go overseas. And I was supposed to go really far and do really well. And I didn't make it to like the third round, <laughs> which was devastating. Yeah. And then we were and it was my brother and I and we found out that our pops lost his job back home. It was just such oh. a, I will never forget that moment of like defeat and and you know discouragement, but then You know, it's those moments that encourage me to bounce back and keep working. Right. All right. We'll be right back with Val. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form. And it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Brian and I tried Factor Meals and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. 
Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order 
plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. All right. Welcome back to the Bella's podcast. We are here with Val from Dancing with the Stars. So, you know, Val, I kind of want to pick your brain because every partner you've had at Dancing with the Stars, you always see them have such a tremendous growth. Anyone you get, it's like so amazing to watch and like being a part of a season. And like, obviously I know how Artem works because he was my pro. Like, what is your technique as a coach? Like, I'm so curious on how like, all these women that you dance with every week, you're like, this is a dancing with the stars story. Like she legit is better than last week and is amazing us. That's awesome. Thank you. I try to earn my word, you know, cause I preach a lot and I expect a lot and I, you know, and I demand a lot, you know, but you can't come in there with those expectations. I got to earn that. And I earned that by first of all, building rapport, you know, proving my, and I, I, I try to communicate, you know, as, as best as I can. I'm like, listen, you know, the next three months are going to be hard. This might be the best times of your life. It might be, you know, a quick time. Uh, but just know that you have my undivided attention, my undivided effort. Like, you are my priority for the next two months. Even, even hearing that from somebody that you just met is huge. You know, I validate their effort. I, I confirm they have an ability in it. And I just, I get them excited. I, I get them to buy in because this is all make-believe. We're making this up, you know? So yeah. if you're not passionate about it, uh, then then what's the point? So when I, right. you know, I'm passionate about it and I just want you to meet that, just reciprocate that. Don't do more than I'm doing. Right. But just do it, at, at least try your best to, to care as much as I do. Yeah. And when we have that common ground, that's it. After that, it's it's not not easy, but it's much easier. Olivia, like I for sure was like, you guys are in the finals. And I know voting comes into play. So I think that's, you know, obviously was the main factor with you two. But she was so fun to watch. You yeah. weren't bored or you weren't like, of course it was good. Or, you wanted to see more. Like, you wanted to see more. Like, I wanted you to were see bummed more when you your guys' dances were done. I was like, oh man, like I really like that. Like <laughs> even when I saw you guys live and like she looked over at the judges and this cute little thing. And I'm like, right. she's just so naturally cute and charming. Like yes. she just had yeah. it. So I yeah. was super bummed to see you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I was so bummed. I think they're, she could have done a lot more. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was super bummed too. And, and, I guess I was bummed also because she did buy in and, and I didn't even have to try that hard. She loved every second. She loved dance. She loved music. She loved the opportunity. When I heard the name, I expected an entitled little, you know, little girl that I was just so pleasantly surprised in the first, like literally 30 seconds, you know, just, it, just the energy of even the greeting. You, you, you saw sincerity. And for me, sincerity goes a long way. You know, I tap into that as well. And I think on this show, that is more valuable now than ever because we have seen, you know, kind of the, I call it like kind of the, 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 the Utah influence or the Derek Hub Julianne influence on the show where it's just so clean and so strong and so good. But it's like, but it's just so similar. Now everybody's doing the same formula. Like I want to see something else. And I think right now is a great time for people like myself people like art, I'm glad, like people that feel dance and love dance from the ballroom side, from the, like the real passion to humans coming together side. 
because it's now the thing that is missing, I think. I 100%. We always about say the, yeah. the Russians and Ukrainians. Eastern European. Eastern European. There we go. You guys are the standouts to me. Like you guys are the ones that you can't wait to watch what you guys are going to choreograph, what you're going to do with this person. You are. You're you're the difference. You guys make the show. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But you guys, yeah, it's I definitely agree with you on that for sure. The show that I kind of grew up on is a show that had the that influence of yeah. the Karina Smirnoffs and the Max Murkowski's being, you know, I call it so choreographically irresponsible, making bad choices, but choices from the heart. And when I say bad choices, I mean things that probably will take much longer to teach. <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder to get. But then again, if you do get it, the reward is so much greater. And I think, you know, there's a difference between like artistry and craftsmanship. Craftsmanship is when you just, you know, you get a song and you just, you just put things together and you have a piece of choreography. Mm-hmm. You know, artistry is having the craftsmanship, but then also pushing yourself to do things different uh, than, than what's out there and challenging yourself to, be different. I never set out to be a reality TV star. I have a craft. There was a show that made that craft and hide the man. And, you know, I was like, cool, I'm in, you know? And so yeah. I'm in and now I'm, get, I'm doing my thing, but I'm here because I am passionate about dance. I'm not here because I'm passionate about giving a line that is going to be dramatic in a package. <laughs> you know, it's like, how, how do you think she's doing? You know, it's a, it was a huge adjustment for me to understand that no one's trying to have a conversation with me when they ask me that. They just want a five-second bite that sounds good and has that flow. So how's she doing? <laughs> well, she's doing great. You know, like, yeah. so it's... That's, hey, you did that really good. Yeah. But I do agree. And good bite. Is it hard on you too? Because now it's like a lot of you dancing with the stars pros. You guys are making headlines with, oh, gosh, you know, yeah. whether it's Us Weekly or People Magazine. Oh. And I yeah. can see media now really trying to dig into like relationships and making claims and all that. And I look back, so I'm like, that has to be really tough because you didn't, like you said, you didn't sign up for that. Yeah. So weird. This whole thing is so weird. I also can't be a hypocrite. I'm also, you know, doing people exclusives for my wedding. Like that, that's also not something that I'm in- incredibly excited to reveal and talk about, you know, not because I'm not proud of my marriage, but just because I didn't grow up where, you know, in an environment where this was any of your business, you know? So questions like, when are you having a baby? I'm probably messing up your interview. No, right I'm now, like, but, wait, no, when no, are you having a baby? <laughs> well, listen, uh, the, no, this we is know. at least an intimate, listen, this is at least an intimate conversation. Right. Yeah. That alone is, is a little bit more comfortable for me to discuss personal yeah. things, but on a press line in a five second interview, like why are you asking me about these things? Yeah. Cause you don't have the time or the interest to really hear me out. I, I mean, but I, like I said, I don't want to be a hypocrite because at the end of the day, attention and popularity and uh, all of those things, un- unfortunately are driving a lot of the opportunities for artists, you know? So you got to play the game. Totally. And is that, I mean, we obviously read the recent headlines that you may or may not be coming back next season. And with your decision, which none of us know, but does that play a part of it of like, you know, this has just become where they make us so public and it's just not dance anymore. Does that come into play? Like for you and some person, I mean, the headlines is even on my side and I've been there are very hard on me. Like it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of it's hard, but um, even from your perspective, being on the other side as the pro, because this it's just changed a lot. I didn't know if that has any. <laughs> you you mean our popularity creating you know now. Well, right. And making everything so public, like whether it's right. your relationship or with your partner or asking about right. babies, you know, anything like where it's just beyond the ballroom dance floor. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, yeah. I'm not the guy that's like, I'd rather be anonymous. No, I, I, I want to be famous. I want to be really famous because then, you know, I'll have an opportunity to have an impact on the world. Yeah. That's it. You know, I, I never I don't care about so many things. I, I appreciate the financial benefits that come with it and opportunities. Uh, but the second half is I appreciate the, the pedestal and the, you know, the megaphone that I now have for my boards. And I get a chance right. to go to a school that is, you know, underprivileged and, and stand in front of a class and, and get to get to hopefully make a difference or, or add a little motivation to them. And I never thought that that was like a real thing, but that was a thing that I always aspired why, why I wanted to be famous. So I want, you know, the, the only thing I was ever, I guess, jealous of when I thought about famous people uh, was the fact that they're able to stand in front of a huge crowd of people they didn't know, but knew them and have a conversation with them, you know, and hopefully offer, you know, be of service to them. You know, I just want to be of service to as many people as possible. And, having fame gives you that ability, that, that, that platform. So you're saying that there may be a future tour of me, <laughs> the rap artist rapping to like <laughs> massive crowds. <laughs> Nicole did tell me you're a rapper. I am a lot of things. I'm a Renaissance man. So <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I rap too. I write poetry. I wrote poetry for a long time. I moved to New York, 95, you know, my violin teacher, her husband was a professor of Russian literature. So I would take two hours of violin when I came over and then I would take an hour of Russian kind of grammar so I don't forget the language and history and literature. And so, you know, there was a lot of really great Russian poets in the, in the 1800s. We take a lot of pride in that. I grew up on, on, those, on those, I had to recite them. So the teacher would host a recital in someone's apartment that was a little bigger than hers. And we would have to, I had to learn the violin, you know, a piece for, for the parents. And then I would come out and recite this piece of poetry. Oh. And, and I'm like nine, 10, 11, you know, and it's like, and, and at the same time in school, I'm listening to hip hop, you know, Biggie, Nas, you know, obviously yeah. Tupac, but you know, which is poetry to me as well. It's storytelling. And so like those two parallels are the reason why I gravitated to, to writing poetry. And, and those poets are always writing about love. You know, and they're yeah. always like serenading, you know, because in, in the 1800s, like that, that's the love language. And for me, yeah. And for me, it was like, that's my, my first girlfriend was two years older than me. I was 14 braces. She was like 16, already <laughs> smoking cigarettes with 18 year olds. Um, <laughs> and I serenaded her with poetry. Aww. Where can we get this poetry? I'll recite it for you right now. And so the first rap. time I rapped. I actually wrote this poem for my, for my brother. He was going through a hard time. So sometimes I wonder like Steve, brother full of love like Philly. I know this might sound silly, but I know you're going to feel me because you never disappear. And when I call, you always near me. You are the roof that kept me dry. And when I asked to fly, you took me underneath your wing and flew against the wind so high. I never heard you say that's mine because you shared your love, your time with me. Like all the time we'd be together and even went apart, 
You always have my heart because you're there from the start till I'm under. Never wonder or doubt me. I know it's in me that women always near me, but you my blood running in me, flowing through my veins like rivers when it rains. You did for me what Jordan did for Haynes. Old jokes aside, you always kept me by your side. I am forever grateful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, cheers to that. Um, that was, wow, I have chills I, everywhere. Look at her eyes are watering. Her eyes are watering. That was incredible. Wow, like, holy shit. I mean, that was um, like insane. You need to do a lot more. A lot more of that. that. You, <laughs> so you need to share more of that. That's pretty, that's amazing. Fun. Wait, if you want to recite another one for us, we'd love that. Oh, we would. No, it's something I wrote. I said, I got a sweet tooth for the sweetest taboo. From the ratchet to the finest ones, like Tim's of the Louvre. The approach always gentlemen. A good Cali strain, a glass of wine. Now we laughing like I'm Letterman. Late night, talk about the world and how we leave it better than we found. Thoughts profound, no way around that I'm feeling. Trying to play it cool like Windy City get. Playing by the rules, of course, just placing bigger bets. I'm thinking present tense about you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Jenna is a lucky woman. I was just going to say too, that. Damn, she gets to have that all the time. Just recite. I'm, do you recite it to her all the time? Like in bed? Cooking breakfast. Cooking breakfast. I could just see you guys cooking breakfast together naked and you're like reciting poetry and she's giggling and oh my gosh. But they're just so damn cute. Not not far off. Yeah. I oh love my it. Gosh. I'm just gonna go in this fantasy land right now. Val, this <laughs> has been so amazing. But tell all our listeners what's next for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean you're an author. You and your brother have had a tour. You have dancing company, which Brie and I are signing up for that because we're like, yeah. oh, wait, we can learn dance and get in shape. Okay. That's amazing. And then you have like, it's dance with me. Like, you guys have 14 yeah. locations across the U.S. We grew up with, you know, like I have a village. We had, we had a family business. We, we started a dance studio in, in 97, 98, kids dance studio uh, that we had for many years. And then in 2005, Almost at the same time as Dancing with the Stars went on air, which kind of changed the entire industry for, for ballroom dance. Uh, we opened up a social dance studio called Dance With Me in New Jersey. And ever, you know, since then, this studio caters to everybody. And, and actually, specifically for people that don't know how to dance, that just want to try it, have seen it on the show, they want to have the Dancing with the Stars experience. There's yeah. a bunch of vows in these studios that... <laughs> That will yeah. throw you around and, and also, you know, hopefully maybe bring some joy to you and bring some some companionship, some friendship. And, and then we try to create a community there. Uh, so we've grown to 14 locations. We have five in Texas. We wow. love the state of Texas. Um, we have, you know, Florida, tri-state, New York area, New York City, Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island. The point is that, you know, we're hosting world championships. We, we have six events out of the year. So like, there's a giant that's awesome. kind of entrepreneurial spirit yeah. there for, for me or my involvement, but that's a company that, you know, employs over a hundred people. Wow. Uh, the general manager is my homie since we were 15. My, my dad's right-hand man. Uh, my brother's a partner and then my father's a partner. My, 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 my other boy is the marketing director that I grew up with since we were nine. So, you, you know, we kind of build, we build together, yeah. you know, we grow together. And when we went to, when my brother made it to the show, his first season, he couldn't resist but to bring me along for a performance, you know? And I think that's, that's where they saw me first. And, 
they already kind of recruited me, but it, it took many years for me to give up competing to, you know, to go to Hollywood and, and, and do this thing. And then when we both made it, we gravitated to doing a tour together. You know, it's like you two. I mean, I had to confront that feeling of like, listen, I'm, I'm nobody's Robin, right? I even said that in an interview one time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so good. I love that. That's a quote, by the way. For me, I had to, you know, confront, oh, shit, yo, yo, you're Max's little brother, right? You know, for years, which is cool because there's nothing I'm more proud of than being my brother. Yeah. His brother. Yeah. Right. But I'm not, you know, you don't know me like that. Yeah. yeah. You know my name. So say my name, uh, you know, and if you've seen me on TV, then you, you, you've heard my name. So <laughs> Brooklyn. So, you know, and now it's, it's such a pleasure to collaborate with Max. So to answer your question, we just did a 20 city tour this summer in the pandemic and, and did it. So I'm, I'm excited to do it again soon in, in, a, uh, in a better setup. I write scripts, you know, I pitch shows, you know, there's a lot of things that I do behind the scenes that people, you know, there's nothing that I could just direct you go to this site and buy this product. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm going to promote dance, you know, and whether it's at dance with me or at, at your local dance studio, go and dance. And that's why I'm passionate about the show, whether the show moves on with me or without me, which I'm not saying is going to move on without me. I'm right. saying oh, I, yeah. I love the show genuinely, but I want to see it for a long time because it's good for dance. It's good for my passion. It's good for my business. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just good. And, and, and it's good for life. Totally. It's the only place you get to see beautiful ballroom dancing. It's a place that gave Olivia Jade a chance to flip the narrative. You know, right. it's a place that just a place that's a lot of fun and, and does a lot of magical things very randomly, completely out of the blue. I don't think anyone ever imagined that a show about celebrities partnering up with mostly Russian and Mormon ballroom dancers uh, <laughs> would be would be a huge hit. But it is for some, some reason, maybe two people coming together and moving as one is, is something that's powerful beyond the dance floor. And that's really what I want to champion. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm going to do uh, in many different ways, whether it's writing a, a script about it, whether it's going and teaching at our, our studios, whether it's going on convention and teaching kids around this country, I'm just going to continue to preach the gospel of dance. Oh, I love, I that. love that. Well, Val, and if you have some time, you want to play some games with us? Yes. Ooh, yeah, let's right. play a game. We have some fun games. All right, we'll be right back with Val. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops. 
when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in, <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. So... Val, we are going to play a game called Making the Grade. So you tell us what letter grade you'd give this. And then if someone disagrees, they need to speak up, okay? Cool. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson being spotted together. They got dinner together on, what a shame, Staten Island. And they went to Disneyland together. What grade do we give that? I give that a C C plus. C plus? You know what? (laughs) I'm going to give Pete Davidson and his dong an A (laughs) because he just pulls in all the A-listers. Really? So I am going to be evil Brie and I'm going to give it a big fat F 
because we all know the Kardashians are filming. So I feel like this is part of like a storyline, a plot or I don't know. I feel like, yeah, F for fake. This is phony line. That's that's right. I like that. Whatever Kardashian wants to meet me in the ring. Let's do this. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. I know I got a whole crew. All right. Playing Christmas music the day after Halloween. Val, what do you think? Let's start with you. I'm going to say A plus because I play Christmas music anytime I'm depressed. So I, I play it all year round. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I love Christmas music, but I'm going to give it a C. Ew. And this God, is Grinch. why. <laughs> because it drives me crazy. We all forget about Thanksgiving. So yeah. sometimes yeah, but I feel like that, like it joins in. It's no. not like there's a really good Thanksgiving playlist. No, no. Like, I was at. Right. I no. was at Target the other day. Oh gosh. Because I'm hosting Thanksgiving and I wanted to get a little couple like Thanksgiving like Thanksgiving CDs stuff. Play on no. your stereo. <laughs> and it's all Christmas right now. And the Thanksgiving section is like was like as big as my two hands. Girl, you're the DIY queen. Make your own decor. Well, I'm gonna have to because Target forgot about Thanksgiving. I could just see you doing those like finger turkeys, oh. you know. Oh, you know, I, oh, I do will do that 100% with my daughter. be doing that. Well, I give it an A plus. I agree with Val. I'm Christmas makes me happy. Music makes me feel good. I play that whenever but I'm Do you sad. guys kind of think we miss out on Thanksgiving because you don't buy anything except food? So they're like, Screw no, it. because I still celebrate food, and I feel it. I, I enjoy the fall and fall for me. When I get a PSL, I think of Thanksgiving. Okay. So also Black Friday. I feel like Black Friday has... Sabbath, like go. just just hijacked the spirit of thanksgiving so it's uh, good point it's actually true it's actually a really good point plus i feel like we've canceled thanksgiving right didn't we cancel thanksgiving did we cancel like, it i don't no. know historically cold like what it actually is, is the and, truth of it yeah I, I, anyway i to 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 me thanksgiving i'll i'll, I'll like reveal some to, to our family thanksgiving is like fourth of july you know it's a, it's a time that you know this holiday has nothing to do with our culture it's, it's an American holiday uh, that for us is a moment to give gratitude to America. You know? So it's, it's kind of like the same as we, we feel on 4th of July. So when we get together, you know, it's about just getting together and you know, raising a glass to this country for, for bringing us here. Yeah, oh, I love, I love that. that's really but cool. But that's what I love about Thanksgiving because everyone yeah. kind of makes their own everyone little. Everyone goes around and just says what they're I thankful agree. for. Okay, and next. Give and gifts. then we share our political views and then and it becomes oh, Halloween and then that's again. that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get me to Christmas. <laughs> um, okay. What would you grade Paul Rudd as people's sexiest man alive? I give A plus to whatever surgeon, doctor, he's, you know, or dermatologist that he's involved with because my man is benjamin button literally i mean 100 he still looks like the guy from clueless clueless it's nice yeah he like takes off a mask when he goes to bed at night it's like his (laughs) fake head so i will say i was shocked when i saw it and i love paul rudd i think he's sexy i love him he's tremendous but when i kind of saw the cover i thought it was like a joke like I feel bad saying that, but I did. I thought like yeah. maybe he did they something. They should have did the cover more like Paul Rudd's personality. Yes. I like, think not like all sexy not like, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not like Fabio or whatever his name right. was. Right. So I was shocked. And like when you read why he is the sexiest man, it, it makes sense. It's sweet. 
But like, do you want a sweet cover? Or do we want Ew. the sexiest okay. man cover? So you're gross. I give it an A plus because like, we don't want to always see like the Brad Pitts and Jason Momoa's. Like it's amazing. Um, Jason's actually never gotten it. Oh, and well. that's what people were he hoping he was getting it this, this year. So oh, just well, so you know. We'll give it to Jason next year. I mean, he's going to always be one of the sexiest men alive. But I'm happy they gave it for someone like Paul because he is handsome and his personality makes him, I think, even more handsome and he's accomplished and he just, maybe the cover should have been different, but it's really fun to talk about. Okay. You need to get Val on the cover. They haven't yeah, had a Val. dancer, have they? I think, I think they've had, they had Max and I be like, in one of the like auditions. Where it's, in the, oh, yeah. nice. Because so they do the cover and then they do a, a bunch inside, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I was like page 37 in the right <laughs> And that's corner. a good page. Yeah. That could be like the uh, centerfold. No, we, we got a centerfold and we had a photo shoot where about, at the time Pharrell's big hat was like a big thing. I don't oh, know if yeah. you remember. So we did a whole photo shoot with us naked, just the hats. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. We're going to Google yeah. after, after this. I definitely want to see that. Um, okay, <laughs> next. Meghan Markle wants tabloids to come with warnings. So at a New York Times summit, Meghan said, firstly, I would urge you not to read tabloids. She continued, I don't think that's healthy for anyone. Hopefully one day they come with a warning label like cigarettes do. Like this is toxic for your mental health. Ooh, you know, I'm going to give that an A because I get that. I, I think, you know, it goes on both ends. The person reading it all of a sudden gets this certain idea and judgment on the person they're reading. And then it's sad for the person if it's not true that it's about, I don't know, it does. It's right. kind of, it is toxic. Well, and I'm, you know, the magazines so like help us in so many ways. They help our celebrity, they help our businesses, our brands, our platforms. Right. There's so many positives, but then there are some headlines that can be negative. And I think we've all been in this situation that are very untrue. And people will read a headline or they get the clickbait and then they just believe it. And it's just, it's hard on a relationship. It's hard on yourself. And then you start to get trolls and haters, like even just like this past week, what I've been dealing with, it's like, you just are like, want to pull your hair out and you're like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to give it an A because I think a warning, like, I mean, I would, I'll, I'll do the little video insert for every headline about me. I'll be like, warning. Okay. I did not write this and I do not feel this I way. Val, what do you grade it? I'm conflicted because I, I rate the idea. You know, I, I, I agree with all of that. I'm trying to be clever with my grade. I want to say yeah. A too. The only reason why it's not A plus is because, you know, it's like the warning sign on a hot coffee. You know, it's like the beverage you're about to enjoy is very hot. You know, I think something should Good be point. common sense. Unfortunately, it's not common sense for common people. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I'm a common person. I just live in this town and this industry so I could kind of see how it moves. And I agree with everything you said. I just feel like I, I think that should be common knowledge. I think we should always yeah. take things, not just face value, but with a grain of salt, do our own due diligence and, and just like, yeah. So, but, but I do like the warning sign because it's just a friendly reminder to, to like, yes. Keep, keep your judgment. This uh, might not be real. Yeah. yeah. We might not know who the source is. That's always the might source. be the writer. I the like source. when they're always like a source close to I the feel family. like there's a town somewhere called the source. And there's all these <laughs> sources that live there and they just call in and go, so. So well, let me sources, the FYI. The source. Inside of source yeah, says someone close to the to the family. Yeah, that's when you know it's not real. 
It's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We will do one last one. All right. Lance Bass is related to Britney Spears. Lance learned he's Britney's sixth cousin once removed during an appearance on a new Ancestry.com series. (sighs) Val, you go. I don't even know. I try to like visualize the family tree, what sixth cousin once removed means. Uh, But I I give that a reach, a reach. So C minus. There you go. You know what? I like that. I'm I'm going to do a C minus like Val and I'm going to call it a reach. And I feel bad, but I'm going to give it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> a D because I don't care. Like when I saw it, it even as a headline, I was like, are we seriously have a headline that says Lance Bass is Britney Spears sixth cousin? What? I, I you know, there's too many other things going on in the world that like that reach. Yeah. What you said, it's uh, such a big reach. So reach. a big old. Oh, Val, this has been so much fun. We were super excited to have you come on. We both just adore the work you do, but really wanted to. I mean, like, I feel like you and I have never, ever have gotten to talk this long. And I've known you for a long time. And this is my first time meeting him, which is crazy. Yeah, we've never met. And you were at my wedding. I know. Crazy. By the way, your wedding was amazing. I know Artem and I were kind of new and I was, I'll admit, I was actually really nervous because I was like, oh, I, I have like a weird thing when I'm around dancing and I have to try to get over it. But because we are partners and then when I go back, I just get weird feels like, oh, they're that story. Like, I hate it. It's weird for me. So I remember going to your wedding and just being in the car like, I don't know, Artem, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, Ugh. Yeah, I think no. it's it. Yeah, it's understandable, but it's yeah. so in your head because right. I think we all knew Artem for so long, yeah, and got to know you, and I think we all were just so happy for him, genuinely oh. to see you guys. So it was like, you know, yeah. it's complete opposite of what everybody was thinking when, when we saw right. the two of you. Which is so. But, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fun wedding. I, I'm glad I'm glad you were there. Oh my God, your guys' wedding was incredible. Well, one, the vows, everyone was crying during the vows, but it was just so much fun. I remember feeling like I did, just didn't want it to end. And the dance- That's always such a good feeling. First, I was like, should I go dance on that dance floor? Like It was like oh. the best dancing I've ever seen, even when people were drunk. But that's it was like, like fun to do. You oh, go yeah. dance with people who oh. are great. And- I was dancing. I got very- Best. I, oh, was I can only drinking imagine tequila like it was my job. And then there was vodka shots. And Oof. I was like, yeah, well, well, it was it was interesting because, you know, half of the party was my side and half of the party was genocide and none of genocide drinks. Yeah. So it was a lot of drinks for just one side. <laughs> oh, my God. We drank it up. That's amazing. But it was awesome. It was, it was, there's a video Mark, Mark Ballas actually had of like, he's filming the floor and, and it's like some crazy oh. ratchet song and everybody's wah, wah, wah. and then he like flips the camera and it's like Jenna's <laughs> side of the family, just kind of like, yeah. you know, excited, like watching and then flips out my side, like, ah, turn it up. And then towards the end of the night, it just all collided. And it was like yeah. really you know, it was symbolic for this union. And I, and I, you know, I, I take so much pride, the fact that these two kids from completely opposite cultures and opposite parts of the world were able to connect on the common ground of family, of respect, of, of love, you know, and, 
And that was kind of the, the, the celebration of it. Yeah. When we come to LA, we all need to meet up, have dinner. Yeah. Cause have drinks. you ever met Jenna? No. Oh, you would I mean, love Jenna. I literally have only been to dance with stars a couple of times. And other than that, you hide everyone from me. Every time we go to oh, LA, you're right. I hide. They're always all busy. <laughs> all of them. them. They're busy nonstop. Actually, so. I did hang out one night with Mark, um, you and ha- his wife and I, and the- Emma and Sasha. Oh, and Emma and Sasha. Up. And I got so drunk. Sabrina and I them. were really wasted. <laughs> I had the massive hangover. They all, the we were like, come over, whatever. And I'm sure Artem wanted to be like, don't come. But we we're at some bar. Bree and I went into the manager's office. We we're like, his music sucks. We go in there. He sees us on his computer. And we like look over, <laughs> changes music. Then she ends up on the bar. I don't even, you were out of control trying to get well, behind Mark, the bar. Because we all were doing shots of tequila. In the end, I don't think Brie left the best impression with people. Well, <laughs> I blacked out. I, I think I just, we that started I in Malibu. We started in Malibu. We made our way to the Valley and oh gosh. That, we should have stayed in Malibu. First of all, Brie, you sound like we'll I'm get fine. along. So Nikki and I, we always love to end our episode with a quote from our guest because we always feel like our listeners like a little inspiration to just leave with. And um, right. so we would love to hear your quote and just leave our listeners with a little inspiration. Uh, how you do anything is how you'll do everything. And, you know, for me, it's, again, it's from my father and kind of instilling the, the mentality of, you know, if, you, if you're taking out the trash, be the, the greatest garbage man, of, you know, ever. If you're, if you're hosting a party, be, be the best host you can be, whatever that means, you know. If you're dancing, be the best dancer. You're playing ball, be a great, you know, ball player, be a great teammate. And so, yeah, how you do anything is how you'll do everything. And so to you guys, you know, as, as you get older or you go through transitional periods in your life, it's so terrifying to leave something that you're excellent at. But for me, like I said, when, when you asked me, when I talk about being a Renaissance man, whatever that means for me, that's part of that, that mantra is like, I just want to be excellent at everything I do. And if that can lead to some success, great, but I'm going to, apply that same work ethic so for you guys being elite soccer players wasn't about soccer or wrestling or winery or business or reality tv it was about the fact that you had a work ethic and you knew how to create a system in your life that would lead to success yeah right that is so true that's true i mean we always felt like we were hustling like still sometimes her and i will look at each other and we're like we're still hustling wow at our age okay yeah I guess we'll keep going. Thinking in. We got them granny yeah. dudes. We still be hustling, girl. Well, Val, this was such a treat. Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. It was so this fun. This was so fun. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life 
I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.